See, if we had been really doing this right, all three of us would have been drinking Corona. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined, as always, by my trepid explorer friend, Melissa. Melissa, there she is. Tonight, listeners, it's a first. We have an Austin guest on the podcast. Yay! Yay. We are joined by Luke. Say hello, Luke. Hi, Luke. (laughs) Hi, Luke. Hello. Yay, Yay. from across the nation. Hello, Luke. Yay. 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 It's because Wendy lives in Austin now, so that makes it easier to have Austin guests. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Luke is in my living room. I'm imagining Luke and his gigantic beard. I do have one yes, of those. It's yes, true. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you're think that you're not really hipstery, so I appreciate that. Uh, sure. Why not? I'm, I mean, I don't wear pork pie hats. Yeah. Yeah. Or I plaid. I don't want to be a hipster hater, but uh, some of that culture is just like. Mm, 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 you're mm. just more of a teddy bear. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So let's get nerdy and talk about movies. Yes. That's not definitely. hipstery at all. Okay. Um, before we start, listeners, I am drinking a. Barefoot, cheap ass wine, uh, red, uh, sweet red blend. So once again, I'm just going for the alcoholic Kool Aid. I am also interspersing it with this lovely HEB sparkling orange mango thing. Mm. I'm going to bring a case up for you, Melissa. Mango. I would, I would deeply appreciate that. <laughs> I think you'd really like it. What are you oh, going to drink yeah. tonight? Um, I am currently rocking the sparkling water because I am on what's basically amphetamines. So, <laughs> all right, excellent. You know what? I feel yeah. like you've already won. I, I may have. I may have. I so no new no booze for me tonight. But I'm I'm. Uh, it's it's a prescription. It's fine. It's it's all good. It's all good. Luke, <laughs> listeners. Um, we have Luke for a limited time window. We may be more on point than usual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not drinking anything tonight because I'm going in for a sleep study in like an hour. So yes, uh, but luckily my girlfriend won't have to listen to me snore anymore. So that'll be good. Yeah. Well, I sleep with earplugs in. Yeah, she does too. But yeah, and still. Yeah, it's freight train esque. <laughs> like so I've been told. Your face might actually be going concave. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so we're gonna go figure that out. So no, no, no beverages of any kind for me tonight. Wow, um, listeners, the reason that Luke is gonna join us tonight is because our topic tonight is the Fast and Furious franchise. Yes, Ooh, yes. and Luke has been. My mentor. <laughs> <laughs> I was just shocked that you hadn't seen any of them, and it seemed like uh, something that needed to be rectified immediately. <laughs> and somehow it came up, and this was my um, this was my gateway drug to getting to spend time with Luke and Tony, watching movies and hanging out. And it has been a delightful seven evening. <laughs> 
um, journey. It yes. has, yeah. I'm yeah, a little sad watched... that it's over, but we've, we've lined up some good things for next time. Yes. So. We, um, <laughs> we even watched <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Oh, oh Tokyo which Drift. Which all of us had seen, so there was no reason, but we, we are those geeks who must complete things. Well, it's nice to re- revisit something like that, especially when you're going further in the series and seeing how they tie Tokyo Drift back into things. Yeah, it's good to put it in context. Honestly, I had seen Tokyo Drift and none of the other movies, so... <laughs> and I don't hate Tokyo Drift, so... Tokyo Drift, um, well, we, we'll get to that when we get to that. There's a lot to say about Tokyo yeah, Drift. Yeah, there's a lot to say about Tokyo Drift. <laughs> but yes, I've been singing praises of uh, Fast and Furious since I marathoned them last year, so it's like, yay, now I can talk to Wendy about them finally. <laughs> yay, she kept asking, are you done yet? Or she would just put it on, why don't you ask Luke and let's do the Fast and Furious? I'm like, we're still not done. Still working on it. Still working on it. <laughs> we're in a good solid one, one a week pace here so mm-hmm. week and a half week and a half yeah all right so let's start with the first movie okay first movie the fast and the furious it's important <laughs> very to put very important yes <laughs> it becomes important later on yes the fast and the furious who's the fast one who's the furious one they don't really answer no they don't they don't although um as i was telling wendy uh prior to starting the recording I found my notes that I took prior to convert the convergence panel I did last year on Fast and Furious and um Love. I, I had written down like little mini um summaries of each of the plots to myself so I could remember which one was which <laughs> Did the first movie just say point break? No, what I uh, this is what I said for the first movie. I'm really amused by this. Um I this one's okay, you know, just kind of um, you know, normal and then they escalate. So, um this one says Paul Walker goes undercover to expose consumer electronics theft ring but falls in love with Vin Diesel's sister. Blows cover to get medical support. Paul and Vin race to s- seal their bromance. So that's that's just what I wrote for Fast and Furious. And so it goes from there. So that's pretty much it. You've got bromance and car racing and... I would argue the first, first three films that Paul Walker is in, which is the first four films, mm-hmm. are his journey to becoming the man he wants to be. I agree with that. Right. It really does... That's really the tack they took. And that's fine. And so it plays out really nicely. And then it leaves you wondering with five, well, then what are they going to do? And I feel like with five, they figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's when the puzzle pieces really all came together. <laughs> but yeah, Luke's right. It's mm-hmm. just a point break ripoff. Yeah, the, the it first really movie is. is very blatantly a point break ripoff. But that's fine because point break was an enjoyable film. So, I mean... Who doesn't want to see Vin Diesel? Well, maybe at the time people didn't want to see Vin Diesel in a Point Break remake, but now people would be all about Vin Diesel in a Point Break remake. So. Yeah, I, was, I was all sold on Vin Diesel from the get-go. So, you know, I'm I'm very good with this. It, it's interesting, I mean, like Wendy said, watching the evolution of Paul Walker because um, it – you know, I had started watching the Fast and Furious movies after Paul Walker died. And uh, Sad. so, yeah, which, you know, is heartbreaking. But it was um, prior to coming to the movies and actually watching them, I was like, I'm not sure what the deal is with Paul Walker. And then I watched the first one and go, okay, I can kind of understand. Yeah. And like then I had seen him in Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah. He was a decent actor, but it was like Paul Walker, Paul Walker, Paul Walker. 
And then I watched the first movie. I'm like, whoa, I'd forgotten how pretty this man was. And like, <laughs> really likable. And every time he looks at you with those baby blues and smiles, you're like, hmm, okay, there's a sploosh. There's a sploosh there. It's yeah. all about the smile, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, got a, he's got a very nice devil may care smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He definitely has a pretty face. And from all accounts, he was a very lovely human being. However, yeah. I would say that... Uh, if we're talking about the evolution of Paul Walker, I, I feel like he's evolving into being almost an okay actor as the series goes on. It's it's a well little rough going at the beginning, uh, and yeah. the the uh, the blonde tips in Too Fast Too Furious certainly don't help anything. <laughs> uh, poor guy, that's right. But he oh has God. charisma. And that he does. He does. And he and Vin <laughs> clearly really the bromance works. It they does. really yeah. enjoyed like the banter is really genuine between the two. of of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down on my notes, you can see why they decided to make sequels, but why couldn't they get Vin for the next one? Like that, that well, he, because he's not in the next film. film. Well, well, his star, he, he exploded uh, in popularity uh, between the two movies. And that's pretty much why they couldn't get him for Too Fast, Too Furious, was he was too expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor well, Vin Diesel. Poor Vin Diesel. Let's see. Mia, the part of Vin Diesel's sister, was originally written for Eliza Dushku. Oh, that would have been interesting. Huh. All right. But she turned it down. Mm. This was a fact. Uh, I she feels up. dumb. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not like things turned out great for her anyway. Like, and I love her. Another six Buffy. movies off of that would have been great. Although, Although I mean, looking back Mia. on Fast and the Fast and the Furious, who would have guessed that this would have become one of the largest grossing film franchises oh God, in the world? No. Literally, no one, least of all Universal. Yeah, uh, no, no. I mean, and it really <laughs> doesn't. It's like they keep making sort of limp, limp sequels that do okay until, well, later on when all the pieces come together. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. best quote from this this particular movie is, "I live my life." A quarter mile at a time. <laughs> uh, I will go with, you ask any racer, any real racer, it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning, and then spread your arms like Jesus. <laughs> I just bought the uh, seven Blu-ray box set of all of the movies, that oh. that special edition that comes inside a tire. <laughs> Oh my god, awesome. I'm jealous. And it's, I've been saving them for a special occasion because I'm going to marathon the shit out of those the first time. <laughs> for, yes. First day, I completely empty day I get, which may be, you know, four years in the future. But by God, I'm going to watch them all in one day. So I always have to remember, this is the one where he's an L.A. cop. Was he trying to get into the FBI or were they just working with the FBI? Cause in- yeah, the FBI was there, uh, represented by uh, the large black gentleman who kept giving Paul Walker shit through oh, the whole right. thing. Yes, yes. But because in 4, he's back, but he's an FBI agent. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, those aren't the same thing. Being a cop and being an FBI agent. No, but they were, he works with the FBI again in 2. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I believe they bring him in. And I believe I'm it's just, the FBI. In I'm two. just saying, I'm going to point out the plot sometimes is confusing, which is why you don't pay attention to it. There, right. there are reference grids. Okay. The, okay. <laughs> Dear listeners, Fast and Furious, the franchise is a soap opera with cars. And if you go to Wikipedia, there is a Wikipedia page that is glorious because there are literally grids that explain who's in what movie and why. <laughs> 
lovely. <laughs> it's Excellent. amazing. And and it lists like 90 actors because by God, there are so many of them that come in and out of the franchise at different points. All right, did we want to move on to Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah, I mean, it's a solid should. film. It's a good entry. It's mm-hmm. too, totally enjoyable. Lots of fun cars. Race Wars. Yep. Which, by the way, is not black versus white. <laughs> no. It sounds like it. No. no. Wait, the... Is it Race Wars in the first one? Race Wars is, yeah, sorry. I thought we were moving on to Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, I was just like, what else? We're going to wrap up one first. Yeah, Yeah, Race Wars, totally in the first one. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is super great. I I love her. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we move to two, which is Too Fast, Too Furious with the number two. (laughs) Because it's cool. Which is like electric boogaloo level of sequel naming. It's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Love it. So we don't have Vin, but we do have Paul. We do have Paul. Uh, we have Paul with sassy black sidekick. So two sassy two black sidekicks. Sassy black sidekicks. So, Let us remember that we get Rome, Roman. <laughs> that's right. But the person we I love even Tej. more, Tej, which is of course Ludacris. Ludacris is I amazing. Love him with a giant afro. <laughs> yes, gigantic. He's so great. <laughs> it like has its own like weather system out there. He moves his head and it's just oof. It's oof. like beyond his shoulders. It's remarkable. Ah, nice. <laughs> All right, the plot. Sure, why not? The plot of Too Fast, Too Fast. Okay. Do, do you want me to take this one? Okay, please no. do. Plot. Okay, take uh, it. Paul Walker. Oh, wait, I would. I would like to hear your summary. Yes. Uh, my my summary that I rediscovered today. Paul Walker goes undercover to expose drug lord, recruits Ava Mendez and sassy black sidekick, ends with a Camaro being parked aggressively on a yacht. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> or as we, when it got to that shot at the end, I believe everybody in our living room was like, oh, those Duke boys are at it again. Oh, good God. <laughs> Fess and I did the exact same goddamn thing. <laughs> This movie was directed by John Singleton. Oh, yeah. how how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, between one and two, which one you like one better, Luke? Oh, of course. The, the, I mean, two is b- possibly the worst of the series. Only if you hate Tokyo Drift more is it even in contention. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, but- I know. I'll agree with that. Yeah, two is a hot mess. And there's something delightful in how hot messy it is. And uh, also, there there was so much goddamn neon in that movie that they actually had a neon specialist on set at all times <laughs> to take care of the neon. That's a good uh, bit of trivia. But uh, I want to yeah. be a neon specialist. A, a better movie is the first one. The second one is wow. Is I will just, say I hadn't seen the second one possibly since it came out until we marathon them, and I it was more entertaining than I was initially going to give it credit for oh yeah i having watched them all now i'm sorry i like two better than three that's fair that's because a fair oh, yeah. the central characters are likable and interesting and and, and not lucas black and not lucas black oh, who God. is a, literally a black hole in the center of tokyo drift sure. yeah um yeah. also although there are people that think tokyo drift is the best of the series so. those people might want to seek help for their problems. That's true. They, they might. <laughs> like professional help. What I like about two is Cole Hauser, who manages to always look slightly sweaty and psychotic no matter what role he's in. Mm-hmm. This is true. And he's really good at it. Like, I, I'm glad that he's figured out his niche. I don't care how strong jawed and, and, and clean cut your features. Like, Cole, you give off a psycho vibe. So just embrace the fact you're going to play bad guys. 
mm-hmm. and make money at it. Dude. Oh, apparently my trivia, Ja Rule didn't want to return for this movie because he was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He was. That's yeah. true. Um, he didn't want to return for this movie because he was, quote, too big for the movie. So Tej's role was created. And my side note was, idiot move, JR. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because, uh, I mean, he Ja Rule was fun in the first movie. He was fine in all seven minutes that he was in. Yeah, but Ludacris knocks it out of the park. Because, and is perfect in the rest of them. And so. yeah. look at the franchise. Yeah. There yeah, is ja, no- ja Rule could not have played the, the Tej role in 5, 6, and 7. No. Right. Um, yeah, Ludacris is a scene stealer. Oh, He's yeah. fantastic. He yeah. gets some of my favorite things in later films. <laughs> yeah. And um, this is the only movie without a Vin, any yeah. kind of Vin appearance at all. Yeah, no Vin. Although it does have Sad. Eva Mendez, and I can watch Eva Mendez anytime. She's a lovely lady. Yeah. No. She also seems like she's like too big to be in the movie like she's too good of an actress to be in this yeah. movie yeah she's she's, <laughs> yes. she's slumming a little bit what are you doing in this movie um, this is where ad-libbing definitely starts to come in mm-hmm. like especially with Roman you can tell that they're starting to have a little bit more fun on set mm-hmm. and I love that the final um, yep aggressively parked Camaro <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous it's like yes this is a harbinger of where we're gonna go later yeah like we don't need physics no no we have cars physics Physics are awful (laughs) (laughs) like that's not why we wanted to come to this movie i don't need believable characters acting responsibly within the rules of science it's not downton abbey no no (laughs) no Although if Maggie Smith showed up at some point, I would not be adverse to that. Nor would I be surprised. No, at this point. Although I Helen fucking Helen Mirren would be great. Uh, I just read before I came that uh, that they have offered a a part as the villain in Fast Eight to Charlize Theron. Oh, that's sexy. She has so far not said yes or no, but that would be really fun. That would be so sexy. I want to see her get into a fist fight with. Any of them. Any any of them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm totally in. Also, I'm kind of, but I am kind of wondering with Fast 8 how they are planning to fill the Brian gap. Because that, that is a key function in the group dynamic. Right. Uh, well, I've, I've heard that Hobbs is going to be back. So I, I hope that the bromance just switches to Vin Diesel and Hobbs, even though they kind of already have their own little relationship. Uh, maybe it can get They're even so sweatier shiny. and huggier. Be- yeah. They'd be so shiny together. They, they no, keep the Hobbs baby is, oil industry in business. Hobbs is much shinier. I'm sorry. Oh, Hobbs oh I agree. But, but Vin is also pretty shiny. I feel like we've swerved off course because none of us wants to talk about what we know is coming next. Oh, no. I mean, okay, we can. We can talk about Tokyo oh, Drift. No, no. I'll, I'll talk Tokyo Drift, man. All right. So. What is. Okay. I'm going to point out Tokyo Drift is directed by Justin Lin. Yeah. And Justin Lin uh, directs uh, pr- uh, through six, right? All, the rest uh, of the series through no, six. No, there are. Yeah, th- yeah. yeah, through five or six. There, some, somebody else directs. Yes. No, uh, he, he he does he does four. He does four. He did Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and Furious Six. Yeah, but and he then, doesn't do seven. And then seven uh, was taken seven over by James Wan. James Wan, who did an awesome job. He did. But uh, all right, so yeah. give us your summary of Tokyo Drift, or as we called it when we first saw it. At the drive-in, the fasterer and the furiouser, or <laughs> what was your new pronunciation uh, for it this time? 
I don't remember now. Tokyo Drift. 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 Let's drift. Chris puts on his best. <laughs> his best Forrest Gump impersonation. I came to Tokyo to learn how to drift, but my donkey fell over. Uh, it should be noted that Tokyo Drift is not a total loss because Tokyo no. Drift in is the uh, the initiation of my favorite character in the series, Han. Yes. Yes. So yeah, there's, yeah, it's there's, not a total loss. There's not a total loss. You need Tokyo Drift. There you are need little it, gems. But... There are little gems in the rough in Tokyo Drift. But uh, it, they're a little far between. But uh, my summary of Tokyo Drift. Southern kid gets sent to Tokyo by mom. Meets guy with Hulk van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be Bow Wow. Yep. Gets no mixed... longer Lil Bow Wow. No, of course not. Nope. He's, grown. He's, he, he, now. he's grown now. <laughs> gets mixed up in street racing. Finds Obi-Wan Han who dies. And then Vin Diesel shows up. Yes, I, you've covered all the bases there. Yep, there that's, is, that's pretty um, much that is it. That there's a really stilted romance that is not remotely believable. Not right? in the slightest. There's a bad guy who is uninspiring. Sure. The elder brother from uh, Home Improvement shows up at the beginning to race his daddy's Viper. Mm-hmm. That's true. But not JTT1. That's uh, that's the only way I know how to describe him. I bet. Uh, you never watched of... Home Improvement? They didn't have Home Improvement in Minnesota? No, no they did. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the younger one, the older <laughs> But I mean, even even that description leads me going, I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tokyo Drift suffers mainly because of Lucas Black. If Lucas Black oh, was anything approaching a human being, the movie may have been somewhat salvageable. But instead, they cast a block of wood. Yeah. 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 It, 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 Lucas Black has anti-charisma. It's, it like literally... Dr- it, drifts underneath that axis and, and goes into the negative zone. It's pretty astounding. He just, wow. Just wow. Just and, wow. And even beyond Lucas Black, they, they don't give you much to go on. Like, right. Han, Han gives this kid his car just to see what the hell could happen. He wrecks his car. He has no discernible talent for drifting and never really does until the end of the film. Magically at the end of the film, after several Rocky style training montages, he suddenly knows how to drift with the best of them. But Han keeps giving him more chances for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. There, like there is no really good reason for what Han is doing. And it, so the movie is just... Which is a shame because Han is cool as shit doing it. Yeah, but, but you're still fantastic. left going, why would anybody like this kid? And the reason that Paul Walker did, was not in this movie was because the studio thought he was, quote, too old. I know, and right? And they cast Lucas Black, who, like, he's, like, got a five head. It's so huge. And <laughs> he looks like Frankenstein. I can't even. Mm. I just, mm. I can't. It's mm. rough. Yeah. yeah. It, it does it, have some really cool drifting sequences. And, I mean, yeah, they, so, the stunt drivers... Hats off to them, for sure. Yeah, there's neat shit that happens, but... And especially when we get to four, where they're like, oh, we could do cool shit, but instead we're just going to CG it. Like, points to three for using real cars to do some yeah. cool shit. Yeah. They, yeah. they trashed a hundred cars and 2,000 tires for that movie. Yeah. I can believe it. Yeah, yeah, you can't help but watch the movie and go, how much money you got for tires, bitch? <laughs> yeah, they're just so burning, many. burning, burning, burning. And, and, the, and the even, even there's even one point in the training montage where they're like, he's like, I want more tires. And they're like, dude, you've already like gone through four sets already today. And it's just like. Tires ain't cheap. Tires are nope. not cheap. Especially in, those are high performance tires. You yeah. know those that. are pricey Those are not tires. the shit I am Those are not $150 a piece tires. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I don't even pay that for the shit I put on my car. Really? Especially- that was like the cheapest I could get. I can find them for like a hundred, but oh. I mean, especially now and I'm Austin, I don't even need to worry about like snow tires. Yeah. Like, oh dear heavens, what if I don't have traction in the snow? What is snow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your tires could be bald as a baby down there and you just have to be wary of rain. Rain. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Rain. That's it. Because nobody goes anywhere if there's actual ice. Everybody yeah. just goes, whoop, I'm out. Yeah. It's good. We're all yeah. good. So yeah, three sucks and made sucks. the horrible decision to kill Han that sucked so bad they had to retcon the entire fucking series to bring him back. Yeah, <laughs> and I I love what happened between three and four. It's that gap between three and four that makes me super interested in the series where they they go, okay, that sucked. Let's shake all the toys out of the toy box and figure out which ones still work. Okay, and and they went, okay, this Han guy, this Han guy could still work, but he's dead. How do we make this work? Uh, we'll set everything else in the past. Yay! In the past, yay. Oh, I did want to note, one thing I found out about 3, the reason that Vin Diesel shows up for a cameo, because they tested the movie and everybody's like, this is not even a Fast and Furious movie that is shit. Mm-hmm. So they asked Vin to come make a cameo to tie it all together. And Vin, was, Vin said, only if you give me the rights to the Riddick franchise. Because the yes. studio was sitting on it and mm-hmm. Vin wanted to make movies. And so that's how that happened. Go mm-hmm. Vin Diesel. Go Vin Diesel. Yeah. I will use my giant muscles to make you give me those rights. <laughs> Only not those giant muscles, more just my negotiating power. So four so gets four. the original cast back. Yay. Yay. Like everybody comes back. It's fantastic. Well, pretty much everybody. No, this is not a full getting the gang back together yet. Yet. But, but like, we get the original players back. Yeah, we get yeah, Paul we, back. We get Vin back. We get the inclusion of Shea Wiggum, which is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, we get Letty. makes a brief appearance at the beginning. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's in there for a little bit and then he takes off. They're like, hey, here's how we're setting up Han for later movies because this is what we did. It's not yet Tokyo. Shh, don't worry about that. Don't think about it it too hard. Don't think about it. It 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 falls apart, but don't think about it. Yeah. Let it happen. Just let it happen. It's okay. And, you know, Michelle Rodriguez comes back for like five seconds, but, uh, you know. And then is killed. And and then is killed, which makes me sad because Michelle Rodriguez was. She's so great. And we've already made the mistake of killing great characters, but yeah. somehow we were like, no, let's kill another one, you idiots. But but they can they as they've proven, they can work around that. So Of course they can. We'll retcon anything. Like I was so upset when she died in the movie, and I'm like, they killed her? Even though Han had been back at the beginning, you would have thought I would have put two and two together and went, or maybe they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your summary on this one, Melissa? Okay. Letty dies in a car crash murder. Paul and Vin race to infiltrate heroin ring to investigate Letty's death. Everyone drives to Mexico. Then they drive through secret CGI tunnels to return to the U.S. Vin goes to jail. Aw. <laughs> yep, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the plot. <laughs> yep. I feel like you should get a job like writing for IMDb or something. Uh, secret is spelled S-E-K-R-I-T. Yeah, they are super secret. 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 And uh yeah, I I was uh I am never a fan of CGI car stents, but it was still a, a fun movie. It it like brought back all the fun that was completely missing from Tokyo Drift. 
Yeah, so, and there are some, there is some practical car stuff. It's not like it's all CG, oh, but yeah. a lot of most of the tunnel stuff is CG. Uh, <laughs> it's just a little disappointing. Yeah, I was I was waiting for like progress bars to appear at the top with little scores by them. Yeah, yeah during that scene. Yeah, very. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's let's see, my notes are original cast back exclamation point. Yay! Plus a brief cameo by Han in the begin in the opening. Yay! Brian is now working with the FBI. What? <laughs> Mexican drug lord with the tunnels under the border, like you do. Mm-hmm. Letty was murdered by Braga. Brian has to confront his own personal code. And then Dom helps to get vengeance for Letty, but instead of killing Braga, he brings him back, which means he is arrested and he gets 25 years. But the last shot is Brian and the company coming to break him out. Brian is now part of the family. family. And yes. Brian and Mia get back together and are together again and smoochy smoochy. But the other character we get in this, one of my absolute favorites, Giselle. Yes, Giselle. Played by Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. She is, what, Braga's helper? Yeah, she's like Braga's uh, driver, finder lady. Yeah, she's one of Braga's, the bad guy's henchmen. But she helps them find Braga in the end. And then they realize she was awesome. So they bring her back for the later movies, mm-hmm. and I as well they should. She I does yeah. really love well. her. I love her. Yeah, she's great. I think she's super great. It makes one excited for her Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Wendy is very excited for I her Wonder Woman. I am very Woman. excited for her Wonder Woman. I am because especially watching the later Furious movies, I'm like, I like you. I like you. Like capable but feminine. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy like when women can be strong. And capable without having to be man- masculine to do it. And she rocks that vibe for me. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, now they just she need a good script. Wonderful. <laughs> it, it, uh, this is the point in the series where I start, it starts getting really interesting where they start loading the cast with women. Yeah. And yeah. So you start getting all these badass female characters coming in. And uh, it's. Yet, but this is also the point where they start sidelining Mia. That's true. That's true. Because Mia plays a bigger role in the first one. Mm -hmm. She comes back in this one and she and Brian reestablish their relationship and she helps break Dom out at the end. So Mia's pretty great in this Uh, one. Technically, that's the beginning of five. Well, they're racing up alongside. I'm I know just what's going to happen. I do, I do love how four ends with the, the jailbreak being set up and then five credits. is like. Here it is. <laughs> and then credits, and then, you know, opening credits of five, and you get the rest of that scene. I love it. It's Well, because at the end of four, it's not a cliffhanger. You're like, of course they would break down out. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And Brian has makes decided on what his code is, which mm-hmm. is, I kind of suck at being a lawman, <laughs> but I'm really, really good at this. There's- um, And also family. There's family. lots of fun moments where he shows off his car knowledge- and let's see, we get Giselle in this one, which is great. Um, Four is a solid entry. It's uh, not yeah. great, but it's okay. And Dom and Brian put their relationship back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is something important that happens in this movie, too, which is Dom and Brian race to be chosen, and Dom cheats at the end. Mm-hmm. How do you cheat in a street race with no rules? <laughs> um, because he swerves into Brian's car when Brian That's not cheating. There are no rules. And Brian's like, I would have passed you. I would have won if you hadn't cheated. And this is something that gets brought up in every film after this of just Brian like, I just need you to admit I would have won. 
And Dom is always just like, you really need to let that go, man. So that happens in this movie, which I really love. I feel like four is where the franchise really starts. The franchise. Yeah. The epic tale, the tale of family, the tale of these people. Like everything else is like prequels that happened. Yeah, that's true. Like, oh, this is how these things were, but four or, is or where... It's kinda, or it's kind of like um, when you have a lighter that doesn't have quite enough fuel and you go... And you get the sparks, but it doesn't catch. And then you finally get it and then get flame. That's four. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. Four also has like one of the few like truly emotionally hard-hitting sequences where yeah. Dom talks about why he went to prison the first time. And mm-hmm. I love that sequence. I think it's great. Yeah. Let's see. No, that's in five. Five is when he meets the other woman, because I like that scene. No, it's in this one, because he's talking to Giselle, who's kind of hidden on him, and and he describes, like, a woman that would be attractive, and she's like, you're not talking about me. And he's like, no, I'm not. No, no. (laughs) And he's describing Letty and the way he Mm -hmm. sees Letty, and it's, it's a really great moment, too. I mean, God love Vin Diesel. He actually has... Some acting capability. He's God just, damn right he does. He, mm-hmm. He's also realized, I don't need it. I'm really good <laughs> at this stuff. I and and I will use my acting capabilities to make these movies go better. Mm-hmm. Right? There is no dissing of the acting in this. One thing I love about four, I brought it okay. up, but this is where Dom and Brian like figure out their relationship because, as it turns out, Brian. The FBI agent, because he is an FBI agent at the beginning of this, because in two, he was working with the FBI to get his record clear and to get reinstated. So in four, he's back to being an FBI agent. Letty and Dom had pulled this 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 whole heist, and Dom was like, they're after me, but you can go home, and I don't want you in danger. So you go home. I'm leaving you. I want you to go home and be safe. And I'm going to go off and be a manly man who sacrifices you for your own sake because you're not a woman with agency and I'm going to make decisions for you. Yeah, I'm a little pissed about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Letty, so Letty goes back and she wants to, she makes a deal with Brian to infiltrate Braga's ring to try to clear Dom's name. But then she gets killed. So Brian is feeling super responsible for her death. And then Dom finds out that Brian was the one who sent her in. And then Dom's pissed at him. <laughs> ah, and they have to work out their shit in the most manly, masculine ways. It's so masculine. It's so great. By the way, have you guys seen uh, Los Bandoleros? I haven't. Which no. is a short film that goes in between, I think it's between Tokyo Drift and number four directed by Vin Diesel with Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez playing their characters. And it is super fascinating. It's uh, like seven minutes long. It's an extra on one of the Fast and Furious discs. I was going to ask, where do you find it? Yeah. Yeah. And it, first of all, uh, you can see Vin Diesel has chops as a director, which is actually how he started in Hollywood. He was a short film director and then went into acting. I'm really trying to picture Vin Diesel as a director now. Oh yeah, he made a feature like I forget. I want to say it's called Suits. he he directed himself in something. I want yeah. to picture like Dom from the Fast and Furious with the gravelly voice. <laughs> I don't want to intimidate you, but if you could do that take better, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how he is as a director. Yeah, <laughs> Strays. It was called Strays. Strays. Yes. Yes. 
yeah, I remember that now. But uh, the uh, the short film, uh, I think they made it on location in the Dominican Republic, if I remember. Is that the, the one where they head? get married? Yeah. Because they referenced that mm-hmm. in Seven. Yeah, so it's just about Vin Diesel and uh, Michelle Rodriguez's characters, you know, just how they interact and the marriage and and things like that. And then it kind of goes into the action. It the it it's very clear. It, it cuts at the point where it starts to feed into the next movie. So nice. it's it is a really neat little thing to watch. So if you're uh, already a fan of the Fast and Furious series, it is a very interesting thing to seek out. I don't feel like series is the right word. I do feel like franchise is more accurate. Soap opera, possibly. <laughs> but we um, we are now up to oh the credit cookie for four mm-hmm. is super important. Uh huh. No, or is it four? No, Wait. it's five. No, it no is. it's five. I'm sorry, it is five. I'm getting it's- my. I, I can tell by the way Luke twitched. He's like, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> I can read his. I can read his body language now. All right, so we come to five. Okay, and all of these we had watched at my house after Teddy went to bed. But this was the one Luke's like, "I really kind of want to watch this one at our house so we can turn it up super loud and not worry about waking up Teddy. If mm-hmm. that would be okay." <laughs> yeah, five needs to be watched loud. Five is did. a blast. I love five. This was definitely one where I could tell that Luke was both watching the movie and watching us watching the movie. A hundred percent. Yeah, five is probably the best of the series. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Really, I think, really great. I think five, six, and seven. I I get mm, probably equal amounts of delight out of them, but five. Um, like if you imagine a car hitting a ramp to do a spectacular jump, like the, like four is the ramp and then five is where it goes, whee, <laughs> up into the sky. <laughs> and six and seven, it's still got some hang time there. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. This movie, The Rock. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like I love so much else about this movie, but it's the addition of The Rock. He is he is the pop rocks in this mix. <laughs> oh, he good just God, adds yeah. that spark of what did he just sweaty man meat with <laughs> delicious one-liners? <laughs> yes, he is so great. And and this is where the series turns into heist movies. Alan Cerny had an interesting point. He mm-hmm. said, "I think all the fast movies are heist movies, and all the." Furious movies are revenge movies. Mm, interesting, interesting. And and I I was thinking about it, I'm like that's there's an argument to be made there. Okay. okay. I mean, theoretically there's only one fast movie and one furious movie, so Yeah, like that's part of the problem. It's like, well, how do you categorize the rest or when they're both in there is it both a heist and a Yeah, movie? who's to say? Ah, <laughs> but this one is definitely a flat-out heist film. It is, 100%. Oh, good God. And this is the movie where it's very much like, let's get the team together and go do something with the team. These are the movies that the Expendables wanted to be, and this is the first movie where they start feeling more like a James Bond film than a Fast and Furious film. Although Seven is the one where it's just, like, legit. And we're now, it's flat out, yeah. We're James Bond. We're James Bond. Seven is everything in the kitchen sink. 
Yes. And they, when the Delicious kitchen sink movie. includes Kurt Russell, oh, I Kurt on, Russell is so great in seven. God, but five, yes. there's plenty to talk but about. Five. Five. So five. five. In my notes, this is also where the where my quoting of the movie starts to get excessive because this is when the <laughs> like the script and the one liners and the ad libs become just. Well, The Rock has one little sequence in particular that <laughs> I don't think you will ever get sick of talking about. No. <laughs> Do you want to do the listeners a favor and let them in on the joke I there, Wendy? Or... Okay. Because so a guy done... comes up to him and says he has good news and bad news. And The Rock's response is, you know I like my dessert first. <laughs> and the guy tells him the, the good news and he says, all right, all right give, give me, me the, the veggies. veggies. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy lost her goddamn mind. <laughs> Oh, but then all of the action sequences, Chris is giggling like a school girl. That was great, too. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. The Rock. Oh, my God. The Rock. So what's your um, what's your summary on this one, Melissa? Vin gets jailbroken. Everyone goes to Rio to steal cars off a train. Team plots to steal money from bad guy. The Rock arrives. Vin goes goo-goo over cop lady. Bank Vault gets dragged behind many cars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, it's funny because Fast Five will probably be best remembered for that final chase sequence where, you know, Vin and Paul Walker hook up two Dodge Chargers to a giant <laughs> vault, bank vault, and drag it through the streets of Rio, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's, it makes me it's so an happy. incredible fuck off sequence. And oh as Wendy can tell you, I paused it before it started and I was like, <laughs> Are you guys ready for this shit? Because it's amazing. Like we were because locked it's in. insane. We were locked in, our jaws hanging open, and the movie paused, and we're like, what? And we look at Luke, and he's just looking at us. Are you, re- are you ready? Are you ready for this? So good. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay. So, as good as that is, and it's great, and it's not taking anything away from it. I think you kind of forget about the train sequence. And the train sequence is incredible as well. In any other movie, the train sequence is like the standout sequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you saying the train sequence made me go, the train sequence. Oh, right. Yeah, the train sequence is in this movie too. Which is when Chris was giggling like a schoolgirl because I loved, both Chris and I loved that the end of that where Paul is trying to jump onto the car, but they're coming up on the edge of the cliff and we're like, Okay, how are the fuck are they not going to go off the edge of the cliff? Oh, they're just going to go ahead and They're just going to fucking go for it. <laughs> they're just going to push Cassidy the shit out of that and just go right into the drink. And that was the point where Chris just literally just lost it in joy of like, well, of course that's the answer. <laughs> oh. It's a great sequence. It's it it's delightful. This is unfortunately when Mia starts to get sidelined. She's yeah. pretty great in the first part. She's still in this one, but she's pregnant now. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. And that means for the rest of the series, she's off somewhere being a mom because moms aren't allowed to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I've got issues with that. <laughs> but they break. Oh, the breakout sequence for Dom is pretty great, too. Oh, yeah, it true. is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, because they've, they've got their two little buddies from the first film film right who helped break him out mm-hmm. right i think so they're buddies from the first film the the two little hench mini guys those are from those guys are from four they're oh. not in the first film. okay i don't remember okay. they're not as memorable to they're me. not but they're part of the team but when they get to brazil they do run into somebody who was in the first film and that's key because mm-hmm. that's where it starts playing out that whole family 
Oh, right. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Like, that's where the family, like, I forgive you because you're family and you asked to be forgiven and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then he dies. Some coronas and eat some chicken. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's super, super important. Hobbs is the FBI guy who is sent after them. Hobbs is the rock. I want to make that clear. We refer to him both ways. That's true. So and technically, he's not FBI. He's to part. He's some homeland security thing that doesn't exist. Department and, of Special Security or so, something made up for the film. Department of the like, Rock. Yeah, he is his own department. <laughs> yes. Paul Walker is like, ah, oh, shit. He's the guy they bring in like when they really want to find you. And nobody gets away, and we're fucked, guys. We're fucked. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> One of his helpers is one of my favorite black actors from Numb Three Years. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of that show. <laughs> Have you heard of the movie Susevenin? Yes. Okay. I'm a pretty good, I'm a big fan of Susevenin. Because I said Numb Three Years at Luke's and he did actually ask me, so do you pronounce seven Susevenin? Mm, yes. You should if you don't. Yes. That, that needs to be a thing. Um, the Brazilian female cop. I is, like her. I like her a She's lot. She's great. And she really earns her chops in later movies, too. Mm-hmm. So Hobbs does capture them, but then the Brazilian drug lord makes a hit to try to kill them, and he takes out Hobbs's men, and that's where Hobbs is like, oh, you oh, fucked fuck with no. the wrong guy <laughs> now. I'm with you, Dom. I'm going to help you, Dom, and I'm even going to let you go at the end and give you a head start out of respect because you helped me get vengeance for my dudes. Kind of oh, like Paul Walker did in the first movie. There is a great scene where they let Hobbs, quote, catch them at like a street. Right, so and, they can plant a tracker on his car. Yeah, and, and, Hobbs is, and Hobbs is like, "There, you're under arrest. And Dobbs like, I don't feel like I'm under arrest. Give it a minute, it'll come to you. Give it a minute, it'll sink in. <laughs> it'll sink in. <laughs> and then, of course, Dom gets to do his arms wide thing. You've forgotten. You're not in America. You're in Brazil. And all these guns come out. It's so macho. It's very badass. I mean, this is after Vin and Hobbs have already like gone toe-to-toe and had their first big fight, so... Oh, yeah. Like, this is where the dialogue starts to get funny. Like, you get Tej. Did he smack that ass or grab it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tej has some great lines. This is where Han falls in love with Giselle when they're practicing driving around their course to see who can do it the faster. And Gis- Giselle does it. And you see Han's jaw drop a little bit. I'm like, I think Han just fell in love. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the only time Giselle yes. makes Han's jaw drop. Yeah. I like the chemistry between those two. It's- yeah, they're really cute together. Yeah. yeah, they work well together. I like that Hobbes says about trying to track them. Above all else, do not ever, ever let them get into cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I re- oh, it's so delightful. <laughs> when we started the series, I- Luke's like, you have to drink every time they say family. And then Tony, Luke's girlfriend, who's awesome, um, Tony's like, oh, there's also lots of gyrating. Mm-hmm. And so we sit through the first three movies and there's- Not a lot of gyration. And not a lot of family. It's more, if taking the series as a whole, there's a good amount but of gyration. I, honestly- But it takes a while to get Four there. and then definitely five, six, seven. It's like gyrating, gyrating, family, 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 family. Because it's about <laughs> It's family. the best. Mm-hmm. All right, five, I think, is actually my favorite because that ending sequence just keeps getting better. And then, like, I think you took out a bank with a bank vault. That's hilarious. (laughs) I I would like to know what... If if that had really happened, how much property damage was inflicted by those things? Oh, yeah. I feel like it would rival um, Man of Steel. Yeah, probably. 
right. <laughs> so then five has the first of our credit stingers. Yes. Mm-hmm. The end of five, we get our credit. We get our credit cookie, which is Hobbs in his office. And credit cookie. Credit cookie. Okay. Yeah, that's what they're called. Don't you call them that? I, I call them stingers. I've never heard them called cookies. Credit cookie. Credit cookie. Yeah, so okay. I like cookies. I like cookies. I like cookies a lot. All right, give me the veggies. Yeah, like a little dessert. They're a little dessert. <laughs> a little dessert. No, you it's great. Out, I've just never heard it called that. You find out Letty isn't dead. <gasps> and that's your big cliffhanger, like, what? And it all, and strangely enough, it's Eva Mendez that brings that information mm-hmm. into Hobbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is strange. Which is, it's it's trying to bring the whole family back. It's like, hey, Eva Mendez was a big part of two. Let's bring her back, too. Did, now, did we mention that this was de- this was the first let's get the gang together? Because they bring in Roman. They mm-hmm. bring in Han. Mm-hmm. They bring in Tej. They like, bring in the two guys we don't know from the DR. <laughs> yeah, like, this is, like... As they're trying to put the team together to rob the drug lord, it's like, well, we're going to need a man who can talk fast. Well, yeah, it's very Ocean's need- Eleven. Yes, it's very Ocean's Eleven. It's awesome. All right, six. Six is a lot of fun. Six no, is fun. Six. Is this, is this one fast and furious? Or was that? Four? Yeah, it's they they wanted he. Uh, Justin Lin wanted to do Fast Five and Furious Six, and Universal wouldn't let him call Six Furious Six for some reason because they thought it was stupid or something. And then Fast and Furious Six made millions and millions of dollars, and they were like, whatever, you guys can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> we don't care. Just keep printing us money. That'd be great. So mm-hmm. Call was, it whatever the hell you want. Four was Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. With no yeah. thes. No thes. And so this six is Fast is and Furious Fast Six. Fast and Furious Six. Which right. is the lamest of the titles. And I say that even Yeah, without after, a doubt, the lamest. Uh, it should be Furious Six. It should be. But, but instead we get furious. Stuff. I feel like I just was abbreviating with FF after a while. Like sure, FF1, yeah. FF2, mm-hmm. FF3. Um, all right. What's your uh, summary on this one, Melissa? Uh, okay. Everyone pairs up. Hobbs. <laughs> well, it's true. Hobbs asks the team to go after British bad dude. Letty shows up again. Everyone goes to London. Letty has amnesia. World's longest runway. <laughs> Giselle dies, boo, but everyone else gets clemency, yay. Jason Statham shows up because why not? <laughs> oh, we did forget to say at the end of five that ha- that Dom hooks up with Brazilian cop lady. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because she's yes. super great. She mm-hmm. is. She's wonderful. Like her a lot. So and we think Letty's dead, so there's no reason for Dom not to be hooking up with right. Brazilian yeah. cop lady. And mm-hmm. um, But when they find out at the beginning of six that she's alive, hot Brazilian cop lady is legit. Like, she's legit cool. Yeah. She's very chill about the whole thing. She's like, um, I know we're together, but I also know that this is your this is your true love. This is the woman that you lost and you love, and you've got to go find out what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I down with that. I understand. Yeah. Like, that is... We all deserve hot Brazilian understanding, lady. <laughs> it, it, that's absolutely true. And and uh, she she has actually has enough backstory to, like... Uh, justify how she feels about that. Like, didn't she have a? Uh, yeah, she lost uh, her husband. She who lost was a her cop, husband, so which it w- is why she became a cop. Yeah, yeah, very Hello, interesting. Three dimensional characters in the Fast and Furious series. Yes. <laughs> what? How did that? Happen? <laughs> or at least two dimensional. So at the yeah. beginning of the film, Mia has her baby. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you already covered it. They need to go to London because mm-hmm. Hobbs needs great drivers. What's so funny about this is. In the fifth movie, Hobbs was shiny all the time because they're in Brazil. So you never questioned. Everybody looked sort of sweaty. Mm-hmm. In this movie, Hobbs is shiny all the time, but they're in London. 
Which is look, some of us just sweat all the time. Like that's just how it goes. Well, I'm so. thinking. I'm thinking part of his uh, morning regimen is like polishing up vegetable oil or something like that. Just, baby oil. It's yeah. This is where this is where Roman has the great I, line. I smell baby oil. <laughs> I smell baby oil. Why do I smell baby oil? Why do I smell baby oil? And especially when you watch, like they literally are rubbing oil onto the rock before takes. When you watch the behind the scenes featurettes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so great. It's like they have a, a an assistant with a Swiffer just going. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. This one has. Um, one of my favorite lines. Of, well, one of my favorite references, I guess. Not even a line, really. Uh, yeah. Do you want to tell them? No, you can. Okay. Uh, at one point, Hobbs calls Tej, and Tej's phone rings, and Tej has Hobbs' number saved under the contact name Samoan Thor, <laughs> which is the greatest name for The Rock ever. We were howling. Samoan Thor. Samoan Thor. Guys, it's Hobbs. <laughs> like, if you didn't quite catch it, like, they just drive that right in. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, there's so much banter. It mm-hmm. is so delightful. This also is the movie that has the tank. The tank. Oh, God, yes. I love the tank so much. Oh, God. oh, God. We need a plan. Oh, okay, plan B. B, we need C, D, E, and all the we rest. We need a whole new alphabet. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, around... Four, I think I saw all of these on opening night, and and I love them all. They were all great. Six was the first time though that something happened in the movie where I actually stood up in the middle of a crowded theater and clapped my hands, uh, and that is when Dom jumps across the bridge to save Letty. Yes, which is just ridiculous. Like yes. five is a legitimately good movie, and they do some things that are out there, but it's like all right, I can kind of buy into five, six, and seven. Both six. Six and then seven are each trying to one up each other as mm-hmm. to like how over the top crazy they can get, and it's great, and like, I love it. I love like, every bit of it, but it's insane. People are it's not going insanity. for the people aren't going for the science of car crashes. No, 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 no. that's true. We're oh, no. going for these people have perfect aim when they're jumping off of cars to catch people. It's it's wonderful. It's everything Nick Frost ever wanted. Have you ever fired two guns whilst flying through the air? <laughs> Exactly. The the glorious thing about this movie that, that kind of encapsulates what the entire movie is like and what is to come is the world's longest runway sequence, which is <laughs> it is it, 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 the, the setup is you have cars chasing a plane that is going down a runway to take off. To, t- and to the, take the, off. Yeah, yeah the, the sequence runways, is 20 minutes. Yeah. At yeah, least. 20 a good to 30 solid minutes. 20 minutes. And it's an amazing action sequence. But if you do the math, that runway's got to be 26 miles long. Like, yeah. literally, if you do the math. And go, Which is okay, like twice as long as the longest runway in the world. It's, yeah. It's, I think it might be bigger than Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> they, Easy. They crossed, they crossed state boundaries getting out on that thing. But it's a great <laughs> sequence. Oh, There's amazing. so yeah. much it's an shit incredible that happens sequence. there. And we co- haven't even mentioned the Gina Carano's in this movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, by the way, Gina, UFC? Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. She's in it. Yep. At one point, there's a chick fight between her and Michelle Rodriguez. No, that's in which seven. is awesome. No, that's six. Oh, no, seven that, is a different chick fight between okay. Ronda Rousey and yes, Michelle I'm Rodriguez. Yeah, right. the different yeah. UFC fighter would. I am so sorry. Yeah. How gauche of me. I know she doesn't know her UFCs. Six is super fun. It is. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, and it has another great credit cookie. Yeah. 
because it's got Jason. This is Jason Statham. Road to Han Han's death. Yeah, and yep. they. This is where Han is finally back in Tokyo, and Han's explosion. Only now it, they make it clear that it was Jason Statham that killed Han. And by make it clear, yep. we mean completely change how it happened in three. But that's okay. Oh yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm just saying, like, it's not possible. They're, they made it better. Fine. They that's made fine. it better. It's they fine. Did. It's true. But everybody, but at the end, they've got this chip that's super amazing that could be worth a billion dollars. And Hobbs is like, name your price. And Dom names his price, which is the address of his house so they can all go home. Duh. Yay. Everybody's happy. And they get. Let's go now. to LA and have Let's, family barbecue. Barbecue. Family. Family. So then seven. Seven. It's a pretty good oh. setup with the credit cookie for seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because it's got Statham talking to his brother. And then as it gets wider at the end, like you see that he has killed people and trashed people and trashed the entire hospital unit. Oh, no, wait. He's trashed the entire hospital. <laughs> oh, the cops were trying to stop him from even going in the hospital, and he has trashed them as well. So they really established that Statham is a force to be reckoned with. He is death incarnate. And I yeah. love the logic of um, he, he has a scene with his brother, and he's like, I'll keep you safe and make sure everybody. And then he blows up the fucking hospital. I mean, it's like <laughs> kind of counterintuitives. I don't know how that logic works, but it makes for a great opening sequence. It certainly does. And then he, <laughs> you know, he, he makes it pretty clear in his first in his first run in with Dom that he literally has no shits to give. Because nope. They just play dead chicken and run into each other. <laughs> yeah, like they they play chicken and they just run. No into No one each other. blinks. The mm-hmm. first fist fight Statham has with Hobbs, he cheats. He's like, I got no time to like actually punch you. I'm just gonna set off a bomb now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's when you like that's when you're like, this guy will do anything because according to the rules of macho films like this, if it's a fist fight, it's a fist fight. You don't you don't change the rules. He's like, or I could just have this bomb. Oh, you're a fucker. Mm-hmm. But it comes back to him at the end. Yes. Totally. What's your summary on this one, Melissa? <clears throat> it's longer than the others because everything happens in this movie. Yeah, a shit ton happens in this movie. Yeah, it's bizarre. Okay, so- it's like a three-hour action movie. Well, and they keep, like every other franchise, they have to bring back every other character and then add a couple of new ones. Yeah, they even- uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll read my summary. <clears throat> Jason Statham blows up a hospital. Jason Statham beats up the rock. Bomb blows up Vin's house. Mia gets sent away because preggers. <laughs> Vin shows up in Tokyo to get Han's remains and then runs into the piece of wood who was the lead in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Kurt Russell unites team to get the MacGuffin. They rescue Hacker Chick from Tony Jaw. Vin and Paul crash cars through towers in Dubai. Ronda Rousey. Everyone goes back to L.A., where they evade bad dudes through car races. Vin and Statham fight. Wrenches can be wielded Florentine-style. Statham goes to jail. Paul goes to Valhalla. Oh, <laughs> it's true. It it's is true. true. The, it's true. The lingering over this movie is knowing that Paul Walker died and expecting that at some point the character of Brian is going to die. And then he doesn't. It's and there are so many references to death all mm-hmm. through the movie. So you're like, mm-hmm. he's going to die. He's going to die. He's No, he okay, he didn't. But he's just going to drive off into the sunset. And they're just like, uh, I mean, Paul Walker died like half to three quarters of the way through filming this, mm-hmm. this film. So he had already filmed a bunch of stuff. And so there's stuff in there that... 
probably at the time didn't directly relate to things that had happened, but you watch them now and you're just like, oh, like they all have Han's funeral and Tyrese is like, let's have no more funerals. And you're just like, yeah. oh, but there was. And he says but, it to, but and he, he says, says it, it to Paul oh. Walker and you're like, oh, but, oh, oh. Hmm. sad. This is the one that is a 007 franchise. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it 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 goes full blown cartoon at points. Like uh, the the point where the Rock gets out of the ca- the arm cast that he's in just by flexing his man you muscles. Goddamn right he does. Oh! It's so glorious. It's so fantastic. It is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Kurt Russell shows up and he is gleefully having a good time in this movie. Oh, he's like, God. by the way, I'm super smart and I got all these toys and let's go have a good time blowing shit up. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt mm-hmm. Russell's great. Or as mm-hmm. I wrote it, Kurt Russell, motherfucker. They, they drop cars out of planes. They <laughs> sail cars between skyscrapers. They, so great. It's it, so great. Michelle it, Rodriguez drifts just in time to save Brian's ass in a cliff rescue from yeah. a tottering bus. Yeah. Also great. Yeah. All of these things are great. There's nothing about this that's not great. Uh, there's there's when uh, Kurt Russell he's like, it looks like he's dying and he turns to Dom and he's like, you you really you really ought to try the Belgian ale. (laughs) 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 And then there's what Luke said, oh, you know, that time I blew up a Predator drone with an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the rock. Someone just double tapped our drone. What are the bad guys (laughs) who said that? Oh my it's, god. It's so ridiculous and I love every ounce of it. It is bonkers. And when Brian at the beginning when his son throws the car <laughs> Cars don't fly, Jack. Cars don't yeah. fly, Jack, and then they skydive cars and then they mm-hmm. fly across buildings in cars. Cars absolutely do fly. And Brian, yeah. as he's riding in the car, the Dom is jumping between buildings. Cars don't fly, Dom. Cars don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> These movies have become so amazingly entertaining mm-hmm. without any winking. That what I really like is it's it's over the top, but it's never like, isn't it funny how goofy it is? No, they're like, we're fucking doing this, man. Mm-hmm. We're, this is oh they're so great they just embrace it all like wouldn't it be awesome yeah it'd be awesome let's be awesome we're gonna jump <laughs> yeah. between buildings it's like can we let's do that do it it's like well universal just wrote us a blank check so yes we can do whatever the hell we want mm-hmm. can we jump a car between two buildings yes it can't actually be in abu dhabi but yes we'll set up two small towers and shoot green screen behind them and actually have a car go through one tower and into the other <laughs> We will actually shoot that shit. Yay. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. As long as in every movie there is one moment of just, oh, yeah, okay. Like <laughs> when, when they have the hacker chick dive from one car to another as they one as they 360 past each other or whatever mm-hmm. that was. It's just like, what? Okay. Sure, why not? <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend has taken to uh, any time somebody does something that should normally kill them, she will just very sarcastically go, dead. <laughs> uh, she had to do that a lot in Furious 7. Oh, God, yes. Dead. 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 Shh, shh, just let it happen. No. Just let it happen. No, she's quite enjoying them, but <laughs> but a lot of people should have died in that movie. 
I love how pinpoint their accuracy is oh, it's on amazing. skydiving cars. That they don't have any control over the uh, parachute that I can uh, see. Tej, explain that because the parachutes <laughs> are GPS guided. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So, well, just because they have a know. GPS system doesn't mean that they have any means of control. Uh, They were guided by GPS, Melissa. All right. So Luke is looking very offended. (laughs) I I do have my glasses on. I'm pushing them up my nose right now. So I mean, it's the equivalent of going because science. (laughs) Yeah, there are GPS systems. Therefore, GPS systems could do this. Sure. This is obvious. Hello, dear listeners. This is future Melissa breaking in for a moment. Uh, First of all, I'd like to apologize that this episode was delivered about a week late. And uh, as you can probably tell from the quality of my voice, you'll at least know part of the reason for that. Uh, But secondly, I wanted to make a note about the upcoming audio that you will hear. We had to let Luke go early in order to go to a sleep study. So you will hear him disappear from our audio for a while as Wendy and I discuss further points about the Fast and Furious series. But then you will hear him come back in and give a Pleasure Dome recommendation and say goodbye to everybody. So that's what's going on there. Catch you later. Who directed Seven? Uh, James Wan did, as in the guy who did the Saw films and Insidious. So he's had a streak of horror films and this is his action debut. Which is a solid debut. Oh yes. No, he did he did fine. Just fine, I think. Um and it has been announced that there is three more films in the works. Eight, nine, and yeah. ten coming out every two years. Because Furious Seven at the time it was released was the fourth highest grossing film of all time. Cause it's entertaining as fuck. And I do believe it's dropped down now just because uh, Star Wars. But yeah. uh yeah, it was a really impressive showing. The fascinating thing about the Fast and Furious movies, especially in the later ones, is that they've been making money hand over fist because they pull a vast demographic of people. And uh, it's kind of part of the reason why it caught Universal by surprise is that, um, you know, go figure, if you cast people who aren't all white and if you uh, have you know a fair amount of female characters that aren't just there to be ogled at you actually draw minorities to the theater you draw women to the theater you also draw guys who like seeing cars blow up it's fun for the whole family really like um are wait are you telling me that women like action films too i'm i i know right it's shocking it's it's amazing. It's almost like you don't need to gender your marketing at all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, among the other things and the, uh, you know, just the bizarre feature of this is a franchise that reinvented itself right in the middle and now has grown to seven films. But um, the fact that this spread of movies seems to be almost unique in the fact that they have almost no white people in the cast by the time you get to the end of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. You don't have the token black guy, the token Asian guy, then all white people. You have Jason Statham wanders in, you know, and he seems to be an anomaly every once in a while, you know? Finn Diesel reads as ethnic, but he's yeah. technically a white guy. Like, he's more Caucasian than not. Mm, well, I mean, his character is just played as Italian. Well, yeah, that's true. 
That's I true. don't know what I don't know what Vin Diesel's ethnicity is. Ah, uh, you know what? I'll have to look at that. It do, it doesn't really matter, but um, but I mean, you've got more than one black character. You've got Han. You've got um, heck in the final film. The all-powerful hacker, well, not final film, there will be more, but the most recent film, The All-Powerful Hacker, is a black woman. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, the minute she showed up, I'm like, Tesh is getting a girlfriend, yo. <laughs> and I love that. And they're expecting it to be a man, and then it's not. And there's, I don't feel like there's any tokenism about it at all. No. Like, and, and it it's... doesn't feel like, of course she's a black woman, because, no, it was just like, and I, and I'm a hacker. Yeah, no big. Yeah, and I like how uh, the discovery of that wasn't made a big deal. It was like, oh, oh, you're who we're after. Okay, then. Holy shit, I did not know this. Vin mm-hmm. Diesel is a twin. Oh, wow. He's got a fraternal twin brother. Huh. Named Paul Vincent. So I'm guessing that Vin Diesel's full name is Vincent Paul. Mm. Oh, his mother is an astrologer. Oh, that's How odd. interesting. His adopted father is African American. Uh, referring to his biological father's background, Diesel has said that he is definitely a person of color. So okay, oh, okay, because he never knew his biological father. Okay, so, interesting, interesting. In- yeah. Okay, all right. So Vin Diesel is a person of color. Mm-hmm. Which, no judgment either way. Well, yeah. and But, I mean, you, you look at the other characters. The, the, the Rock could is be, Samoan. It could be Hispanic or, you know, black or whatever. Yeah, yeah the Rock's Samoan. Mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we get, uh, of course, Roman and Tej. Yeah. Once Paul Walker leaves the picture, your blue-eyed blondes are out of it. <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker is like the whitest white guy on Earth. So, I feel <laughs> like he was, he was uh, representing for... <laughs> He's a surfer dude. I mean, he really is. Um, But, oh, he seemed like he was such a sweet guy. Yeah. And he was a genuine gearhead. Yeah. Well, he performed a lot of his own stunts, uh, I think, starting at number two going on. Uh, He was uh, apparently an excellent driver and uh, very interested in in uh, doing a lot of that stunt work on the movies. So like I, this is a movie, like why wouldn't you want to see this? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you, especially five, six, seven, mm-hmm. why would mm-hmm. you not want to see these? They're super enjoyable. Um, you like a heist movie. You like this. You like a group movie. You like this. You like uh, cars, action. You like this. If you, you like James Bond movies, you'll like this. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like that's the, a pretty good litmus test of, this is what the Expendables promised us, and the Expendables is so—it's not I, good. I have only seen half of the first one because I turned it off. It is so boring. Like, I don't care about any of those characters. Like mm-hmm. this, like the Furious franchise has figured out how to have macho characters without making them caricatures. Like, right. Like Dom is unabashedly every male stereotype. But he still feels like a real person that I would like. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. watching the Expendables, it's like these are a bunch of people that I don't give a shit about. Well, well, Dom is like old school machismo, not like what machismo has become since the eighties. He's like almost the nineteen fifties, nineteen forties version of yeah, machismo, a, where, he, where I have ethics. I have ethics, but they're kind of my own ethics, you know. And his sense of duty is to his family. Yeah, family. And, 
And that what that also means is like you support your family, you back your family up, right? You're always there for your family. So which in a weird sort of way is a very emotional response to things. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it undercuts that machismo too. Right. I am so glad that I finally sat down and watched these because <laughs> I had never really been like dismissive of them. But, you know, when you get up to a number seven of a franchise, if especially on the outside, you're like, you know, if by the time we're at Saw number seven or Jason number seven, well, you're like, how good can the series be at this point? Well, but yeah. then everybody on my Facebook feed was just going nuts. And I'm like, okay, there's something here I've missed. Clearly, I need to get on this train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally on the train in terms of life. <laughs> and then you have to jump the train and like have yeah. cars driving aside the train and then jumping off of cliffs next to the train. And yeah. Like you do. Like you do. Like, like you, you do. do. Oh, it's just one of those rare franchises where it actually improves as it goes along rather than being the law of diminishing returns. I concur. I concur. <laughs> I have definitely concurred. Mm. Should have concurred. <laughs> That's my husband Chris in the background, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I think I think when the next one comes out, I think it's next year, we're going to have to go see it and then report back. No, it's, yeah, it's 17, because I noticed they were on odd years, so it's 17, 19, 21. Yeah, originally, I think they were going to have the next one come out this year, and we thought we were going to have to do another Fast and Furious panel at this year's Convergence, which I would have been all for, but uh, they pushed it back. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can, who's directing this one? I think James Wan is still on it, but uh, let me make sure. Fast 8... Uh, F. Gary Gray. Who's that? F. Gary Gray uh, was behind the remake of The Italian Job. Which I liked. I know there's been a lot of hate. And Straight Outta Compton. What? Yeah. Ah, okay. Let's see, we got Vin and Dwayne and Dwayne Johnson. Jason Statham comes back. Mm-hmm. Eva Mendez is back. Mm-hmm. Okay, Michelle Rodriguez, we got Roman, we got Tej. That's all, let's see, who. anybody else we know? That's all that's been confirmed. I would also like to note an interesting thing, uh, given that we were talking about the diversity in the films. Here's another unusual thing about them. Almost all of them are directed by people of color. Yeah. Uh, Rob Cohen, I think, is white, and he directed the first one, but everybody else... Well, and you could argue that the first one is the most white of them all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, probably true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Point break light. So I'm thinking like film 10 needs to be directed by Catherine Bigelow and then they can come full circle. Oh, that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be great? Like the one thing this franchise is missing is a female director right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would, oh, that'd be awesome. A female director of color would be the shiznit. Lexi Alexander would too oh. right by this franchise. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh-huh. Oh, I am excited for this. Like, no, the next day after after we watched Seven, Luke sent me a screenshot of, like, Vin Diesel's Instagram with, Fur- you know, Fast 8, 9, and 10 and the dates. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it's gonna be so good. Mock your calendars. Mock your calendars, people. It's gonna get crazy up in here. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so I feel like we've covered the franchise pretty well. I think so. I think so. Melissa, do you have a cinema rec? <laughs> do I have a- Melissa, do you have a Pleasure Dome recommendation for this week? I do. Oh my God, you're prepared. Because uh-huh. I'm not. That's hilarious. <laughs> and um, my my selection, um, this is something I actually fell in love with when I was in uh, England earlier last year. There are things that I was previously aware of, but for some reason I just didn't connect that these were great things. Cadbury mini eggs. Oh, yeah. So, so the Cadbury company around Easter time, you know, of course, makes the uh, gooey, gooey uh, Cadbury cream eggs, the giant ones, and then they're like Cadbury mini eggs, cream, mini cream eggs. They're like tiny versions of that with the cream inside. No, these are just Cadbury mini eggs. They're solid uh, bits of chocolate with like a candy shell. So they're like uh, kind of like M um, and M's on steroids with a slightly different texture on the outside. They're not glossy like M and M's, but there's no cream center there's no cream center and it's cadbury this is chocolate a plus in my book the cream yeah. center always grossed me out the cream center as i recall was delicious when i was a child and now it's gross yeah. so either i have grown older and wiser or the formula has changed or per- perhaps a bit of both but cadbury mini eggs without the cream center those are the bomb. And um, the reason I got into them in England, first of all, Cadbury, but also because uh, Ryan Alexander hoards them in his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want so, ants? Because that's how you get ants. No, no. He like puts them in the, the freezer so they're cold. And then oh. uh, you have them with a bit of wine. They're really good. Oh. All right. I've got a recommendation now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you got? First, I've got a recommendation for those of you in Minneapolis. Do you know about a thing called the Riddle Room, Melissa? I do not. Actually, I've heard of it, but I I do not know enough about it. It I I can't if you look it up online, you can like look up the details of where it is. I feel like it's in downtown Minneapolis. It's like buying a ticket to a show, but basically it's a structured puzzle LARP. You are <laughs> you go into a room the where there is my understanding is it's like a spaceship scenario you have to rescue a spaceship okay right or you're going to crash into the sun like you're on a derelict spaceship or something so you have a scenario and you are not necessarily characters i don't think you're handed a character to play i think but like you're the crew of the salvage ship that has come sort of a deal and you have to solve the puzzles to try to win the scenario so it's an interactive puzzle theatrical experience. Cool. And it's in Minneapolis. And you Yay. can go and do this. And a bunch of my roller girls went tonight, apparently. And I'm like <laughs> super jelly now. For those of you not in Minneapolis, I also recommend Outland starring Sean Connery. I recently rewatched it. And it is a terrific Western standoff in space. Nice. Yes. Very um, Aliens uh, 2010 aesthetic. And Sean Connery, right at his slightly crusty, grizzled stage, which is my favorite, like most attractive preference for him. Mm-hmm. So Very those nice. are my recommendations for the week. Awesome. Yes. I've, I've got an additional one, too, because... Um, <laughs> because we're giving two thirds tonight. Yeah, why, why not? Um, also, timely. Tokyo Tribe 
is yes. now on Netflix. I instant. Saw that. I, had, it, I can't wait to watch it. Tokyo Tribe, directed by Sean Sono, uh, Japanese rap musical. Uh huh. It is a thing. That's apparently a and, thing. Yeah. It's uh, gloriously bizarre. So give it a shot. Sean Sono listeners, if you've been listening at least through Fantastic Fest last fall, mm-hmm. was the director of the film Melissa and I both loved, along with Jerry, Love and Peace. Love and Peace. Mm-hmm. So um, I am down for giving it a try. Everybody had spoken highly of Tokyo Tribe. So I have got to get that on my queue immediately and, and settle down for that. Yeah, you also need to see Why Don't You Play in Hell, which is his film previous to Tokyo Tribe, which was you need to see that. Awesome. Luke, before you go. Yes. I'm going to ask you for a Pleasure Dome recommendation. Oh, God. So just one thing recently that has made you happy. Anything. We've had people, honest to God, um, answer kale. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was arugula. Those people are crazy. Um, Arugula. Arugula is better than kale. Movies. Clothing pieces, YouTube videos. One thing that you would suggest to our listeners that might make them happy as well. One thing that's made me happy recently. All right. Uh, at the risk of being made fun of heavily for this, I recently started watching Grey's Anatomy again, and I <laughs> love that show. It is ridiculous and awful and very, in a lot of ways, like the Fast and Furious franchise. It is a soap opera. Uh, but I have a lot of fun with it, so that's what I'm, I I started right. season one, episode one the other night, and I've been I've going back through. It. Oh, I, I watched like the first three or four seasons when they were airing, and I really enjoyed them, but I just kind of stopped watching it. I've heard that the later seasons are not as good, but I really, really enjoy the first couple of seasons. <laughs> I know that's fine. <laughs> so, listeners, we wanted to say thank you to Luke for joining us. For thank you podcast. so much for having me. Yes, and thank you, Luke. About her. So much. I Thank love you. them too. So, um, listeners, this has been Wendy and Melissa and Luke. And uh, go watch some great movies. Yay! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. These were our thoughts. On the Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> I'm glad you could join us tonight. Yes. <laughs> Tune in next week. Everything's a fucking soap opera now. It's just all separate. Tune in next week when we find out what Stefano is up to. 